everybody. Welcome back to Gone Outdoors. Uh, hopefully you stuck with us uh, so far. We've had a very, very good show. And I'm uh, pretty sure that we're going to close on a strong note as well. We have Matt Deitch. He is an Iowa Ice Pro, very avid angler. He is a co-host of the Midwest Angler Podcast. Uh, and I'm really curious to see what he's going to talk about about this destination it's a destination for us from for Sioux Falls anglers it's probably not it's not that far away how are you doing Matt I'm doing great how about you guys doing very very well so what we're going to talk about is the Iowa Great Lakes how far is that from Sioux Falls from Sioux Falls it's probably about an hour and a half from the east side of Sioux Falls to get to the Iowa Great Lakes the nice thing is you can go right down on Interstate 90 and just south a little ways, or you can go right down Highway 9 in Iowa as well. It's a pretty straight shot right to them. So let's talk about, before we get into fishing and stuff, what exactly are the Iowa Great Lakes? There's a series of lakes that are all connected. That's right. There's uh, what they consider the Iowa Great Lakes. Uh, there's Spirit Lake, uh, Big Spirit Lake is what they call it, and that's not connected to the Okaboji's. That's just north of the Okaboji's. They're connected by a little waterway channel, but it's not accessible by boat. It's just a little spillway. But then you have the Okaboji chain of lakes, which is west Okaboji and east Okaboji. And then they also have Upper Gar, Minnewashta, and Lower Gar, where all those are connected together to form, you know, the Iowa Great Lakes, one big body of water. They kind of call it the Iowa Great Lakes a lot of times because the West Okaboji is a glacial lake. It's a it's a deep lake. It gets up to a hundred feet, and it's kind of got like a blue water tint to it, and it's and it can be crystal clear. So it kind of offers a unique fishing experience for a lot of different anglers. Yeah, and uh, I gotta believe that fishing can be, like you said, unique, different. Uh, you know, you fish ultra clear water. Um, it's going to change what you need to do when you get out there. And, and that's good to know for our listeners that might be wanting to go out there. Um, it's good to know that. I believe uh, you got like 12,000 approximate acres. So there's a lot of water there. There definitely is. I mean, there's a lot of water to be covered. A lot of spots that get actually overlooked. You know, a lot of times people come and you go into the bays. Obviously, there's there's a lot of community spots that you go to, but one of the keys sometimes is to kind of get away from those areas, look at lake maps, and, and try to find an area that you look you think looks fishable and go give it a try. Okay, so this time of the year, Matt, what are we looking at for, for conditions? Are we able to get out on, on most of those bodies of water out on the ice, or uh, how, are, how are people accessing this time of year? Um, the ice, right now, there's some snow. There We got quite a bit of snow down here now. So that's making accessing the lakes a little bit tougher. West Okaboji always ices up a little bit later. So I don't know if guys are fully 100% driving out there with vehicles yet. I know that they're out there with snowmobiles and ATV, the traffic is. But again, there, you kind of got to be careful at times because some of the areas there is springs on those lakes. And they're kind of well-known spots and they do a good job of marking them. So, you know, you kind of got to be careful with that but as far as there's always accesses right there in the bays a lot of boat ramps and stuff like that so 
you can get to them. There's a lot of public parking areas too. If you feel like walking out there to access it by foot and you don't have to go very far out to get on good fishing. Okay. So I got a two part question for you. Uh, it's kind of the same question, but if you were going to go out ice fishing, uh, which you do quite often, if yep. you were going to send somebody there to go ice fishing and you want them to have the best experience, you don't know what they like to fish for and you want them to have the best experience. What would you send them out to fish after? What species do you feel is going to be, give them their best experience? And the second half of the question is, is what do most anglers actually fish for? Uh, I'm going to go, it's probably the same answer. And I'm going to say bluegill. Uh, Okaboji is known for, they're bluegill fishing. We have, you know, our gills down here get off over 10 inches. Wow. It's not uncommon to catch them, catch them like that. Uh, a lot of them in that seven to eight to nine, 10 range. And you're going to, the, the cool thing about it is fishing Okaboji is like fishing in an aquarium. It's frustrating, but it's also cool because you get to sit down there and a lot of it is sight fishing a lot of the time. And I mean, you're, you're in 20 foot of water and you can see the fish down there and wow, it's, it's amazing what you see down there. I mean, like I said, it gets frustrating too. We have something that's called the Okaboji back shuffle where you will see a monster bluegill come flying up to your jig and it will come flying up there and you're like, it's going to hit. And it will like literally just tap, tap the brakes and sit there and stare at your jig and just kind of, just kind of blow on it and just kind of slowly back up and swim away. And you're just like, ah, you just get so, it, it can be frustrating at times. But like I said, the amount of fish that you see, the amount of big fish that you see, and every once in a while you'll be sitting there and you'll look down the hole and here will come a big northern swimming through or a big muskie. Because, I mean, it's a world-class muskie fishery. And it's just an incredible experience, especially if you have like young kids or, you know, anglers just starting off that they get to actually see the fish down there and, it's really fun to see them bite your jig. And and I would guess that it would be a great place then for uh, kind of a dual trip where maybe you go target walleyes during early light and late light, yep. and then maybe go chase bluegills all day long, and you could have, have action all day. Yeah, and then and that's the nice thing about having all the different lakes there. Like Big Spirit Lake is known for its walleye fishing and its perch fishing. So if that's something that you're – looking to target, you can go chase perch around on there, get into a good evening bite on walleyes up there. And Okaboji too, as well, uh, East Okaboji is a very good walleye lake. A lot of, you see a lot of sleeper houses out there. A lot of guys stay out on the ice there. And actually West is too. And like you said, it's usually a night bite because with that clear, crystal clear water, those predator fish do like to come and feed at night. And it gives you another great opportunity where you can fish bluegills and things like that all day long. And then if you want to target those walleyes, you sure can. So we don't have a whole lot of time left. Looks like we have maybe, I don't know, another minute and a half. Uh, I got a question on regulations. Uh, You know, a lot of the states around us in the entire Midwest are really trying to preserve the larger bluegills, releasing the bigger ones, different limits, or some of them are doing it with different limits. Some of them are doing it with size restrictions, that kind of stuff. What are the restrictions? It sounds like this lake needs that, you know, so anglers don't come and take a whole pail full of 10 inches home. What are the restrictions out there for bluegills? 
there is no size re- restrictions down here. Um, a lot of us, you know, obviously encourage catch and releasing those big ones. Um, our daily limit is 25. Now that that did a few years ago, they did drop that. It used to be 100. You could keep 100 bluegills, Holy and cow. they knew that they knew that there was a need to you know regulate that. So they dropped it down to 25, thankfully. Um, so, but no, there is no size restrictions or anything like that. So practicing selective harvest is something that it's like, we really stress. Yep. And, and it's very difficult with bluegills cause you know, that's the fish that we've grown up catching when we were young and, and we always want the bigger ones. Now as older well, right. anglers, we need to kind of reverse that mentality a little bit. And it's kind of a tough, kind of a tough goal sometimes, but I think the, the fishing industry is getting there. Thank you very much, Matt, for coming on Gone Out Thursday. If people want to reach out to you, how can they find you? Uh, they can find me on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, just type in my name, and usually it's a fish picture as a profile. Uh, if you have any questions, feel free to get a hold of me on there, and I'm always willing to try to get you in the right direction. That's awesome. That's Matt Deitch. He's in Iowa ice fishing pro special thanks to our gone outdoor show sponsors ray sport marine adventure rv lakeland general store devil's lake tourism linux of fargo ion and hot hole manufacturing thank you for tuning in to gone outdoors follow along when you go out into the field in the woods or on the ice with gone outdoors podcast visit us at brewerageoutdoors.com and until next week from scott and kyle we will be gone outdoors mm-hmm.